This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to show 403 of Aussie Mac Zone. Zahn, how are you today, my friend? Good, Michael. How are you? Very good, thanks, mate. Very good, yeah? Excellent. Uh, now, speaking of someone who's not quite very good, uh, this is our Aussie Apple ramblings, but our friend of the show, Glenn, our very important friend of the show, Glenn's very yes. sick. That's so good. we um, want him to get better, please. Absolutely. So everybody... Everybody that does the praying, do the praying. Everybody that does the wishing, do the wishing, please. So he's struggling along, so it's very important. Yeah, is, is he okay? Is he got? Is he just like sick with the flu, or is he? He's got COVID. complications after getting COVID. Oh no! Yeah, so he's battling on very much at the moment. So. Uh, now let's see where I can get up to. Story one. Story one. Uh, that doesn't look like the picture that I'm talking about. No. Interesting. Anyway, iCloud Keychain is becoming a better password manager in iOS 15.4. You can now add notes to saved passwords. So when you go in there, you'll see a field. The Macworld reports, one of the most underrated features of iOS is the built-in password manager that lets you store and sync your logins across all your devices, and it's about to get even better. While you're already able to create your own logins without needing to visit a site first, the iOS 15.4 beta also lets you add notes to a password you already created. That means you can add security questions, answers, PIN codes, or previous passwords alongside your login and protect it with Face ID or Touch ID. It's not quite as convenient as 1Password or LastPass, which lets you store notes independent of passwords, but Apple has the Notes app for that. Now, you can't add a note until a password has already been created, so you need to track down your saved passwords. You'll find them in the password word tab in settings you'll need to use face id or enter your passcode to authenticate and once you do you'll see a list of all your logins select any of them and you'll see pardon me a new add notes button tap it and a text box will appear type what you want and tap done in the top right corner it's an excellent feature that fills one of the biggest gaps between apples and other third-party password managers and we expect it to launch with 15.4 in late February or March because <coughs> 15.4 is in beta at the moment and it's working fine because some of your security questions is end of one year old passwords when you're you know trying to reset yeah. a password that you've forgotten etc so yeah excellent good to see that they're still working on it it's not just left left in the dark. Awesome. Yeah. 
I use it a lot. I use I use it for everything. So yeah, yeah, I love yeah, it. No, yeah. Story two. Story two. Uh, the Mac is Apple's new secret weapon. Uh, BGR.com reports Apple's earning uh, earning report from its most recent holiday quarter was uh, record-breaking across several metrics. From revenue to overall earnings, Apple completely and enthusiastically surpassed uh, analyst expectations, setting new milestones for both quarterly revenue and net income is no small feat. This is especially true for a company that already generates billions of dollars in revenue. Uh, diving a, a bit deeper into Apple's earnings uh, report, there's one trending uh, trend line, sorry, that's especially net, uh, noteworthy. MacBook Air and Pro sales are exploding. For the quarter gone, Mac sales generated 10.8 billion in revenue. That's a whopping 26% increase in Mac-based revenue compared to the same quarter a year ago and over the last four years. Mac sales have skyrocketed by nearly 60%. That's unabashedly astonishing. It's hard to remember the last time we've seen uh, like a traditional PC sale jump up so dr uh, dr blah, blah, drastically. That's right. Yeah, it's a massive In the amount. world that is uh, primarily mobile orientated, Apple has uh, miraculously managed to create uh, excitement around brand new laptops thanks to new design, a willingness to fix mistakes, and of course, Apple's in house design line of MX processors. The M1 is a game changer. The metrics Apple showcased when it first introduced the M1 processor was so beyond the realm of expectations that even many um, Apple supporters were curiously optimistic. But when those first M1 laptops started shipping, reviewers quickly discovered that the M1 lived up to the hype and then some. Yeah. The performance gains <laughs> and the power efficiency that the M1 brings to the table accomplished something that was seemingly impossible. It managed to get people hyped up about computer hardware. Sure, we've seen Apple create on the MacBook and the iMac line. And sure, there is the Mac Pro, but Apple's line of M1 laptops is the first time in a long time that we've seen genuine excitement for entry-level Macs uh, from non-pro users. Yes. In the typical Apple fashion, we've already seen Apple um, iterate upon the M1 with the M1 Pro and M1 Max chips, introducing the company's new MacBook Pro models. Looking ahead, Apple later this year will likely introduce a revamped MacBook Air with an M2 processor. The overreaching point here is the Apple with M1 set a completely new bar for laptop performance. In a market that was seemingly stagnant, Apple injected a breath of fresh air and demonstrated that its chip ex um, expertises. 
<laughs> is something to marvel at. Expertise, yeah, there we go. Yes. As, yeah. And as <laughs> a quick, <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't say that. It's out of my mouth. And as a quick aside, Apple's M series processor afford Apple the opportunity to part ways with Intel. This means that Apple products, um, yeah, uh, won't ship uh, months later than anticipated because of holdups in Intel's chip development process. Yeah. And bringing processor development in-house, pardon me, also helps uh, pad Apple's bottom line. Brand new MacBook Pro design is a huge win. Aside from new processors, we're also starting to see some from uh, some from factor changes to Apple's MacBook lineup. Uh, case in point, Apple's brand new 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pro models. Apple's latest MacBook Pros are stunning. And thanks to iPhone inspired notch design, Ford uses even more screen uh, real estate without an okay. <laughs> Necessitating uh, whatever that is, and from um, from the fact that the new MacBook Pro models don't have a true edge-to-edge -edge display, but it's the closest we've come thus far. What's more, there are also rumors that Apple's next-gen MacBook Air will borrow some design elements from the MacBook Pro uh, in a sphere uh, that will see similar bezels and notch design. This is also yeah. worth noting that everything about Apple's laptop has improved drastically in recent years, from storage options and speaker quality to display technology and battery efficiency. It's all trending up, while laptops from other companies have improved um, in incrementally, oh, sorry, in, yeah, anyway, Apple yeah, has improved yeah. its MacBook line by leaps and bounds. On a related right. note, Apple has finally shown a penchant <laughs> for listening to consumer feedback. The butterfly keyboard design that caused uses so many headaches is now a thing of the past. Further, Apple's new MacBook Pro models bring back a variety of ports uh, that Apple bizarrely got rid of a few years ago as part of a misguided effort to deliver an insanely slender form factor. But uh, differently, Apple is in designing its new MacBook Pro models finally listened to feedback from its base of professional users. The end result in the Apple's notebook lineup today is more compelling and exciting than it's been in years. Uh, coincidentally, it's no surprise that Mac sales are accelerating at a rate that rivals PC manufacturers simply can't keep up with. More in the show notes. Of course. What do you think? Yeah. Right. Like, they've got their me. own. Where have you gone? Uh, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, so speaker quality. It's because they've got their own sound department specializing yeah. in improving sound in every device that we've got yeah. um, they've got their own battery specialists they've got control over what can use the battery and when it can use it they've got the 
that's part of the chip design, which they've got their own chip designers. Like, yeah, that's that's why everything is going forward and leaps and bounds. Yeah. So. And yeah, that can only get better when they, when the rest of the products come out this year that are yeah. all M1 or M2 based. They're all Apple yeah. based. Can yeah. only get better from there. Like, yeah. And then you know, Intel need to do something massively dramatic to yeah. come close. Like yeah. it's just yes, I'm they yeah. yeah, with like CES in January in America, they consumer electronics show. Yeah, Intel released machines that are um, as fast as the MacBook Air, for example. Yeah, but heaps, the the fan noise is amazing because to get that fast, they need heaps of thermals, which means the batteries don't last as long. Things like that, you know. It's yeah. just and yes, Intel's got to sell to a hundred different customers, where Apple got to sell to one. So yeah. And uh, it's not just that too, like with the, you know, with what's going on with Intel and, and its chip supply and everything like that, where, you know, Apple's not having that problem anymore. No. You know, no. We're, we're doing this in-house where, you know, there, there's no issues there. And yeah, I think, they're getting um, ridiculously late all the time, so. Yeah. Yep, so good on Apple. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> now, this is. Going on further from last week, Aussie competition watchdog investigating Meta, formerly Facebook, over crypto scam ads. The news comes one day after billionaire Andrew Twiggy Forrest, which we talked about last week, announced he would be mounting legal action against the social media giant. Cointelegraph reports, Australia's consumer and competition watchdog is investigating Facebook's parent company, Meta, for a long-running series of fraudulent cryptocurrency ad advertisements on the platform. The news comes just after a day, comes just a day after Cointelegraph reported that billionaire businessman Andrew Twiggy Forrest was pursuing criminal action against the social media giant for allegedly serving users crypto scam ads and fake articles that used his name and likeness. Numerous other high-profile celebrities, from Hugh Jackman to Nicole Kidman, have been fraudulently employed to draw users into investment scams. The ACCC alleges that Meta allowed the crypto scammers to breach Australian consumer law, defrauding victims of hundreds of thousands of dollars. In Thursday, comments to The Australian, the ACCC Rod Chair, Chair Rod Sims said that although their investigation shares similarities with Forrest's case, the ACCC investigation is separate and concerns different questions of law. While Forrest's case concerns potential breaches of Australian Commonwealth Criminal Code, the ACCC will examine whether Meta has raised concerns under the Australia Consumer Law. Like Dr. Forrest, we consider that Meta should be doing more to detect, prevent and remove false or misleading advertisements from the Facebook platform so that consumers are not misled and scammers are prevented from reaching potential victims. Forrest claims that by failing to take su sufficient steps to eliminate the scam from being shared on its platform, Meta is not only in breach of Australia's money laundering laws, but also behaved in criminal, reckless manner. He will initially bring his case to the West 
Australia Magistrates Court on March 28 with a committal hearing expected later in the year. I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. He also launched a simultaneous civil proceeding with the Superior Court of California last September seeking injunctive relief. The case is still pending with the date of the civil case yet to be set. In 2020, the Australian Securities and Investments Commission issued a warning on fake celebrity-endorsed crypto ads, including Jackman, Kidman and Waleed, Waleed Ali. Other celebrities, including Elon Musk, Bill Gates and Richard Branson, have also had their images stolen for crypto scams. Yeah. Australian Facebook users have revert, reported losing hundreds of thousands to the scam, including one alleged victim who told the Australian that they thought the scam was legitimate because it featured Forrest. Andrew Forrest is an icon for millions of Australians and you hold him in high regard. Anything involving him you think is legitimate because it's coming out in public through Facebook, yeah. they said. In 2019, Forrest was among several Australian celebrities, including Kate Winslet, who were falsely quoted as giving testimony for a fraudulent cryptocurrency. One version of the scam quoted the slebs in fake mainstream news articles advertising a fake Bitcoin investment platform. As reported by Cointelegraph in August 2021, investment scams cost Australian investors more than $50.5 million in the first six months of 2021, with crypto scams contributing to more than 50% of the losses. And there is some more, of course, in the show notes, a link in the show notes. This, um, yeah, I've seen the scams on online and especially the ones with Elon. Yeah. Um, on Facebook. Um, and yeah, they, you, you know, you, it's, and it's always like, you know, uh, e even Elon, you know, gets into Bitcoin and, you know, or crypto, you know, see how yeah. Elon yeah. made money on crypto, you know, and then, then there's a testimony by him and, you know, you're wanting to go in and check out um, cryptocurrency. Yeah. Um, but also remember, speaking of scams, remember those text messages for your packages and things like that. They aren't real. You know, That's just right. delete them. Don't open them. Don't click on the links. I've been yeah. absolutely bombarded with them in the last four days. Yeah. Uh, so clearly they've set, they you know set up a new system, and they're coming at you, coming at us, I should say. That's right. Again, so just remember, uh, they're not real delete them don't open them don't click the link yeah yeah i think in the last four days i've gotten oh, i've got eight on saturday five sunday uh eight monday and i got oh, i think six yesterday and three today so far yeah like just absolutely yeah. flat out and it should be, it should, the, the the phone company should be doing a better job. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yes. Next story, please, sir. Yes, next story. So, one moment, sorry, guys. I'm still not in notes.
finally Android users can turn iMessage reactions into emojis. Yes. I was unaware that if I sent those emojis from my <laughs> iPhone to an Android phone that they weren't already emojis. So I've been sending people, I don't know, weird <laughs> collaborations <laughs> things for years now. Uh, <laughs> uh, we welcome an end to text-based message reactions with open arms. Lifehacker reports six weeks after its major software update, Apple is now uh, releasing uh, tvOS 15.3, HomePad 15.3 to all users. Means I've got 15.3 on mm -hmm. my tvOS, which is awesome. I love my Apple TV, by the way. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Yep. Um, and I've got more than one. Actually, I think we've got, well, we've got three or four in this house. I can't remember. But we've got a few. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're just the best thing ever. Uh, while there are some uh, who will fight tooth and nail to say uh, whether iOS or Android is the superior smartphone platform, most of us can get along just fine with one or, uh, one another. Green bubbles be damned. What isn't fun is when iMessage reactions from iPhones called, what are they, tapbacks? Yeah. Come into Androids as a full text. What would appear on an iPhone as a, uh, as a, as a thumbs up um, arrives as Jack Peterson. Yeah. Link want to uh, link want to go to a movie. No idea. Yeah, instead of having like if you say do you, do you want to go to a movie? Yeah. And, and I said like, that. if if Jay, yeah, and yeah. you said thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. So um so what arrived what sorry, if you asked Jake if you wanted to go to the movie. Yeah. You you send a thumbs up, but he he sends one and it goes. Jake Peterson liked want to go to a movie. Yeah. Right, because it might have been three or four of you, right? Yeah. So some might have sent thumbs up and some, and, but because. Oh yeah. 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 Okay, so yeah, well, I've been yeah, I use them all the time, so I, I had no idea that they actually didn't go across. <laughs> uh, you've probably told me a hundred times, but I just assumed that an emoji is emoji. Like, well, iPhone to iPhone doesn't matter, but iPhone yeah. to non-iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why it's such a great, great news. Google is implementing a fix for this problem. A new feature lets you choose to have all iMessage reactions appear as emojis in Google Messages rather than an annoying block of text that doesn't really get the point across. So because I mean I send like laughy teary faces all the time, especially <laughs> if I'm talking to Jake or if I'm talking to you know my mate uh, Ben or Adam or whatever. I'll yeah. be you know, like, I'll, I'll say some sort of smart aleck comment. What, laughs. what devices do they got but <laughs> Yeah, 
they've all so, got Android devices. Like Jake has an Android. Yeah, they've all got Android devices. And I've been sitting and laugh, like, you know, laughing at them. Yeah. And they wouldn't have got those. They, they probably don't even know what I've sent afterwards. It's probably just gibberish. That's right. What's this boring bloke doing? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Google decided to go with smileys rather uh, than more straightforward icons like uh, like and dislike reactions still come in as thumbs up and thumbs down uh, respectively. However, the results are not the same. Love, a love heart is on iOS in the smile, uh, smiling face with heart eyes emoji on Android. Que oh, so I'll say love and then a smiley face. Yeah. Uh, question, a question mark on iOS is the thinking face emoji on Android. Uh, emphasize and exclamation mark on iOS is the face with open mouth emoji on Android. Laugh. A ha-ha icon on iOS is the face with tears of joy emoji on Android. Well, that's the one I hear. Yeah, okay. Yeah. True, there's not much of a non-smiley equivalent of ha-ha, but the other reactions might not give off the same message that your iPhone friend was going for. They might love a message because it's good news, and seeing a smiley face with hard eyes could give off the wrong idea. Still, I'll I'll take the wrong idea over annoying text-based reactions anyway. <laughs> However, <laughs> this move only applies to Android. Unfortunately, even with the new features in place, those of us on iOS will still see uh, reactions written out in group chat that's with Android users. To fix that, now falls on Apple's shoulders. So, in short, don't hold your breath. <laughs> uh, how to turn iMessage reactions into emojis on the pipe, man. I'm so sorry. Uh, on Android. Google ha hasn't rolled the feature out to everyone yet. Instead, you will need to opt through um, Google Messages uh beta but joining the beta is easy go to uh play store and search google messages make sure you have the app downloaded uh if, if not then on the same page scroll down to join the beta tap join then tap join again on the pop-up it might take a few minutes for you uh your account to be added to the beta once you're in, you should start seeing reactions enabled by default. If not, you can check uh, on the show iPhone reactions as emoji option in messages by tapping the three dots in the top right, then settings advanced. That's if it. If you need more of that information, please check our show notes. There's a full link there that will explain that to you. Yep. So, IT help to you. That's me. So, keeping IT simple. I've been a Mac person for over 38 years. Well, sorry, I've been an Apple, yeah, well, over 38 years now, 38 years and two weeks. But, um, yeah, an Apple person, been doing IT support for nearly that long. 
and still doing it. So anything you want to ask us, email us, just send in a question and we'll do our downness to help you. doesn't matter where you're from, what the question is. We'll, we'll try and help. ithelptoyou.com.au. Simple to look up. Yeah. Now, we got any gaming? No. No? Simple reason is, is I can't get into my uh, arcade accounts. Um, okay. I'm having a, a couple of issues. It's my end, not their end. And yeah. so um, I haven't done any gaming. Well, I've played my old games, but I haven't done any new gaming this week. I apologize for that. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll do a double game next week. Sorry. All right. No worries. So, we think Apple TV Plus isn't a threat to Netflix. Think again. Hope is not lost for Apple's beleaguered, I don't know it's beleaguered, TV Plus streaming service, but it needs to change course now. Macworld, again, he now claims now not to remember this, but a former editor of Tech Advisor once told me that one of two things was sure to happen in the coming years. Either Google Plus would succeed or Google as a whole would fail. We've all got things wrong. I speak from bitter experience, and my intention was that example is not to gloat, but to highlight an aspect of tech development that can be easy for even wise observers to miss. The tendency of powerful companies to lose focus and give up on things. As a corporate entity, Google loves chucking things at the wall to see if they stick, but it also fond of wandering off and letting someone else clean up the mess. Google product development has a higher death rate than Game of Thrones. <laughs> but I don't want to talk Actually, about Google. Boobs, <laughs> I want to talk about another tech company that pairs market dominance with the fickle attention span of a millennial goldfish. Oh, a millennial so goldfish, sorry. Apple. Right now, Apple's attention span is being severely tested. Will it give up on its cherished but somewhat beleaguered TV Plus or will it make the moves to take and take on and take down its biggest competitors? Disloyalty is the new loyalty. We will get to Apple in a moment, I promise. But first we need to discuss the battle between two other streaming players. After a glorious few years, the future is starting to look uncertain for Netflix. It's set to be outperformed by Disney, analysis say, and faces disappointing US subscriber numbers and slowing growth. Yep. In terms of direct competition, Netflix could lose around 750,000 UK-based subscribers to Disney because the latter has poached several popular shows. Shows such as Modern Family, How I Met Your Mother, both of which evidently have greater user loyalty than Netflix itself. Yep. This is a key part of the equation when trying to work out which streaming service will prosper in the future. Disloyalty is the norm. People don't subscribe to Netflix because they have a deep emotional connection to the brand. It's because right. the shows that they enjoy. Famously, NBC based the pricing tiers of its Peacock streaming service on how much of The Office you want to watch, acknowledging once and for all that content is king. When users do stick with one service, it's far more likely to be a result of inertia than loyalty, which cannot be depended upon. 
Netflix, NBC, Amazon Prime Video and most other players in the streaming market face the disturbing reality that users will end their subscription as soon as shows go somewhere else. One solution would be to make original programming you can guarantee will be exclusive to your platform and original programming is nice for generating news coverage. But the reality, as Hannah Cowton observed, is that streaming success, particularly during the pandemic, has been based on nostalgia. Yep. New shows like Squid Game can be hugely popular for a time, but the shows that rack up hours and hours of repeat views and ensure user retention in the long term are the golden oldies we wrap our arm wrap around ourselves like a warm blanket. So here's what we've learned. Yes. Yeah. Here's what we've learned so far. Users are loyal to content, not streaming services. Yep. Original shows make headlines, but repeats win customer retention. Now let's apply those lessons to Apple, a different kind of brand. Netflix and Amazon and the rest suffer from fragile brand loyalty and are seen by customers simply purveyors of content. But certain streaming services can descend that. One is Disney, a brand with which customers have profound emotional connection forged in childhood, which is true, yeah, and the other is Apple. Apple is the king of brand loyalty, is universally recognisable, has a long history with customers and constantly works to make its marketing about the Apple lifestyle rather than simply the product it sells. It has mind share to die for. On top of which, Apple has a route, a route into home which no other streamer can boast, a vast user base of iPhone, iPad and Apple TV owners, all of them accessible for Apple TV Plus messaging and free trials. It's a phenomenal advantage. If Apple TV Plus can turn itself into one of the must-have services, Apple's army of existing customers would be rushing to sign up. Netflix and Disney may have strong brand recognition, but they don't have a brand that's tied to a device. Quite simple, Apple doesn't have the problems faced by Netflix and other streaming services when it comes to loyalty. There's a bit more to the story, again, in the show notes. So, now, yeah. with this, so with this I, I agree. Look, I like Apple TV+. Plus. I, I, you know, I use it. I like kids like Fraggle Rock and stuff, but they don't have the yeah the nostalgia that you know Disney brings for one. Mm-hmm. Disney has every single old school movie it's ever made, which is just fantastic. I love that stuff, and I grew up yep. watching that with my nan. Yeah, I, I, I love my nan like she is my favorite person in the whole world, besides my wife, and my children. You know then. <laughs> My man is there, yeah. um, so uh, that is just it brings back absolute beautiful memories. Uh, watching Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Sword and the Stone, yeah. you know all that yeah. sort of stuff. So it definitely has a bit of a brand loyalty. Um, yes, Apple has that same a similar loyalty because you know Apple fans use a lot of Apple products. But to be honest with you. A lot of the stuff you want to watch on Apple, you've, you've, even though you already subscribed to Apple Plus, you still got to pay for it because it's not their content. They're just bringing it over and they've got it for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which you know it doesn't work i think you buy maybe having the price it's a few dollars and, and bringing that stuff over so it has a base like that would work yeah. so much better and bringing back you know stuff that you can't find anywhere else you know uh he-man the original series uh there's also another series they brought out uh, in the early 2000s it was really good um dungeons and dragons the cartoon series is absolutely phenomenal it's and it still rates today like i i love that yeah. cartoon series it's what got me into playing dungeons and dragons um and what made me understand the game better uh, yeah, yeah. that cartoon is absolutely brilliant and on saying that too they if they picked that that series up and did it quickly they would have a you know a bigger you know sort of event because disney have already just done a D and D based cartoon movie onward mm -hmm. uh um is a D based cartoon if they realized oh hang on a second dungeons and dragons from the 80s is over here and they brought that in across you know then you'd be in trouble they wouldn't anyway because it was never made by disney as such but you know yeah. uh yeah um stuff like that you know there's some great 80s sitcoms and 90s sitcoms that fly under the radar uh that one with balky he's a long lost cousin um you know and i can't remember the name of the show right now i'd need to google it um but hang on a second let me google it give me two seconds i'll google it and i'll tell you <laughs> um, there it is perfect strangers all yeah. right if only we had assistance for this stuff no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect strangers it was called and uh it was hilarious you know uh, you know they you know sort of started grabbing you know stuff like that i've been watching like especially since lockdowns and covid and everything like that i've been watching so much older tv shows i've gone back i've watched um a whole bunch of 90s cops movies uh, it's a tv yeah. series uh hammer i think his name was it's a yeah. terrible terrible detective show from the 80s <laughs> it has very little respect for women <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know the cop detective in it is a clint eastwood lookalike you know yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, again terrible but i remember it from when i was a kid and it's funny uh, no tv streaming system has dukes of hazard because of the racial uh you know sort of connection to it because they have the rebel flag painted on the roof of their car um and you know the song's got just a good old boy um <laughs> <laughs> so that's sort of looked at frowned upon but you know with disney when you watch the older cartoons the old even ducktales uh the original yeah. DuckTales, they put a disclaimer before you watch it so every episode that seems a little bit uh, cringy they put a disclaimer up and says this was made in another time yes. some of the <laughs> views and you know you know rah, 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 we do not condone but here it is yeah you know and that's what you need to do you know like I never realized as a kid that Dukes, the Dukes of Hazard was racist. And I don't think they did either. You know? And different times. Sorry? Different times. Different times. 
absolutely. You know, if you pull stuff across like that, I love Dukes of Hazzard. I'm a huge yeah. fan, you know, and I'm, I'm part of an indigenous community in Australia. So and I have yeah. no problem with, the, you know, that past. Yes, it's horrible and we, we need to, you know, recognize what happened and things like that. But it was just a TV show. You know, yeah, but as long as you, it, as long as you recognise it's happened, as long as yeah, people right. recognise it happened, happened, but yeah, and it, and understand it. Yes, that it's not. But don't let it control you. That's <laughs> right. It's yeah. happened. It was, and, and back then the the treatment, and even today the treatment of people of colour and of different races can be horrible at times and can yeah. be devastating at times. But the only way we're going to change that is by recognise it, and we say enough is enough, you know. But a TV show that really had nothing to do with racism except for a few iconic symbols that are now used for that. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, yeah. another Dukes of Hazard. You know, that's what I'm saying. Shows like that. I think if Apple, you know, sort of brought some, you know, shows that probably wouldn't cost them too much. You know, they are on a they just did make a fair bit of profit. Um, <laughs> you know, and they brought them over and put them on their streaming channel. So you, you would go on there and watch that sort of stuff. Herman's Head. Do you remember Herman's Head? Vaguely, vaguely. Uh, Night Court. Yeah, um, Night Court. Yeah. Night Court, yeah. Yeah, Night Court was hilarious. Yeah, you know, you've got uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah. Um, Oh, you know, even I've got Britbox now, and they've yeah. got the goodies, open all hours, young ones, bottom, yeah, uh, bastard, which oh, bastard, you know, like Rick Mail. They've got um, porridge. Uh, they've got a whole bunch of stuff from the seventies and eighties. That was all their sitcoms, you know, from back then. But uh, hilarious. And, well, don't forget, if you can't afford. Not everyone can afford not only Apple TV Plus, but even the, the lower end ones, right? Yeah. Um, YouTube. Yes, you get ads. Yeah. Yes, you get ads, but you get ads, doesn't matter where you watch things these days, basically. Yeah. Um, I've been enjoying two old, and I've, I know I've talked about it on the show, two old detective series like from the 50s, Yeah. British ones. I've uh, been watching The Saint. I keep yeah, watching a couple of episodes a week of the old, one of the, the old ones of The Saint. The Saint. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. The Saint, Roger Ball. Right. Yeah. yeah, all There's of that is really good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, yeah, something to look forward to. Yeah, and those stuff like that. I love The Saint. I love all, especially yeah. all, you know, all that sort of stuff, uh, the um, Avengers. Yeah, I'm not yeah. talking about the, the, the new movies or the Marvel. No, nah. I'm talking about the, the Avengers series. Avengers, yeah. great series, absolutely yeah. great series. Um, yeah, and that's what we need to, you know, you pick up stuff like that. You yeah. know, we could do, you know, Aussie. Yeah, you get some Aussie sitcom. Like you can play it to your regions as well. You know, in Australia, you can get some of the old, you know, silly Aussie. You know, uh, sitcoms from the eighties and nineties that were funny. Um, as long as you don't, you know, as long as you're not doing "Hey Dad," we should be fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Um, 
<laughs> the show, um, I thought that actually wasn't the show good. It was what happened off off the show that was bad. The show was look. I I was a huge fan. I am definitely not now, and I do not condone yeah. what that man did. He is a sex offender, and I yeah, it's horrible. Um, and I do not condone that. He should rotten hell. Um, but uh, this show was good, you know, like it was a funny show. Uh, and, and things like that. There was one with John English in it, uh, where he's an old hippie, found out he had two kids, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, that was great. I actually think that might be on uh, Stan or Amazon. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of old ABC stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. that was floating around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just big, going to iView. There's heaps of stuff on iView. Oh, there's heaps of stuff on iView. Yeah. The big gig. I loved the big gig. Do you remember yeah. the big gig? Yeah. 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 That was excellent. And they had Wendy Palmer was the host. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it a name? Wendy, Wendy Har Harper. 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 Yeah. Harper. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Wendy. You're an Australian icon and comedian. I, I love you and I apologize for this pronunciation of your name. But even um, like um, SBS Direct. Yeah, yeah they've, got, they've got shows. Yeah. yeah, they do a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, that's what I'm saying. If they want to stay in that genre of you know Netflix, Amazon, and that sort of stuff, maybe they should start bringing some of that those things across. You know, yeah. uh, not just doing. Like, don't get me wrong. Their original stuff is fantastic. It's so well made. Yeah. It is just a pleasure to watch. Uh, I think um, oh, the gaming, what was it called? The gaming show that we watched about gamers, they're making the game. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, bear with me while I Google things again. <laughs> uh, how am I going to write that? Apple TV Plus Gaming Show. Mythic Quest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Mythic yeah. Quest, even though I can't remember its name, <laughs> I'm having one of those days. That was an absolutely brilliant series. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. And, you know, they made it so well. And uh, even the lockdown episodes were great too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Ron Tomatoes gave it 97%. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the heck? That's a better percentage than IMBD. Like, yeah, 97%. Yeah. That's huge. Uh, good chat. Uh, yeah, like so, they they really do make fantastic, you know, content. But some, you know, bringing it, you know, importing and paying for some older stuff, and you know, bringing yeah. it over, and you know, we all like bones. We all like, um, oh, that's all I want to talk about that too. Um, <laughs> you know, we all we all like castle. We all like that sort of stuff. Maybe if they don't want to bring that sort of stuff, they can start making stuff like that as well. Yeah, you know, make it yeah. a cool you know, quirky detective-esque style show. Mm -hmm. You know, um, make a really good sci-fi. Well, actually, they have, they are at the moment. They're doing a really good job of that too. Um, 
you know, uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, bring in some old animation. You know, like, don't even have to make that. Just bring in some old animation. I will watch it. I'll be your. Well, they've got, they've got a couple of new. There's a new show called I think it's called Suspicion. Yeah. Just just about to come out. I just come out. Um, yeah. Series three, the servants out. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's one of just um, a a little four part series I'm about to talk about. Yeah. So there's plenty, and, and there's a uh, at the end we're talking about a a Apple TV Plus ad that's that's around. So we'll yeah. talk about that in a minute as well. So my gripe yeah. is with Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, so we're in entertainment. So. Two now, twice it's happened to me. On Star, which is on Disney Plus, you can go over and they've got all the cool, you know, TV series. Um, was bear with me, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, I know one of them is called The Finder, which was a spin-off from Bones. Now, mm -hmm. Bones fans are notoriously horrible to new um when they bring someone new in, okay. Yeah. So even when they brought in the new boss for Bones, uh, that lovely, beautiful uh, woman, I can't remember her name. She's a fantastic actor, um, African American. Um, for twelve months, they did not like her. <laughs> and would talk trash about her, and uh, but then they got used to her. All of a sudden, they liked her. You know, find her. Did a couple of episodes in Bones and then got his own spin off. This is a guy yeah. who was, he was military police detective uh, in Iraq, got hit by an IED, somehow went did something to his brain with a brain injury, and now he just has to find it. So if you're mm -hmm. a detective, an hour private eye, and you come and hire him, and he will find it. No matter what it is, he will find it. And it was funny, well done. Uh, a great series. I was so. Yeah wrapped up in it uh, and I got to the episode 13 it was the last episode of my awesome season 2 nothing not yet <laughs> nah. not, not going to happen this was like 2000 like 12 yeah and they cut it because the fan base for Bones didn't want to deal with it and so it didn't get the ratings that CBS wanted. And so they dropped it. And I mean, it was so well made. It was so well done. Yeah. Uh, Stumptown. I think it's the other one. Um, let me go with the TV. Where's my TV? There it is. Apple. Disney. Yep. Search. Yeah, searching, Stumptown. searching. Yeah, yeah. Stumptown was made in 2019. Now this was again similar premise to um, the Finder, Iraqi veteran, she's a bit of an alcoholic, made from a Marvel comic uh, crime drama um and but she was a bit of a 
which was a bit loose, you know, like she was a bit crazy uh, from the shit. So she's been in a bunch of Marvel movies and she's also from How I Met Your Mother. She's the main love interest of the main character of How I Met Your Mother. Ends yeah. up being the auntie, but then he ends up marrying her anyway when the wife dies. Uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen How I Met Your Mother. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen me, How I Met Your Mother, you must live on this planet. But um, yeah, she, I can never remember her name. She, she's fantastic in it, though. Uh, let me see if I can find a name detail. There we go. Yada, yada, yada. Talk, yeah, talking about know. ladies while you're looking that up. We're watching um, an episode of Why Women Kill. And uh, yeah. remember Fraser's secretary? Yep. Yeah, she was in it. <laughs> Fraser's secretary? Yeah. Back in the what old days? Like... In Fraser, the secretary, it was his um, co host. Yeah, the girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she. Oh, she was. She was the wife of. She, yeah, she was just playing a bit part in the oh, in the show, but yeah, cool. yeah, it was just. <laughs> it's just Smulders. amazing seeing someone. Sorry. Kobe Smolders. Yeah. Is her name? She's a fantastic actor, and Stumptown was an amazing series again, like just so good, and Disney. In Star, it seems they're just putting all these one series in that they don't know where what else to do with, I guess, and they're trying to make some money back or something. I don't know. Well, that was but did they? But did they see? Like you're saying, um, the Finder, for example, was uh, like Disney have bought it because yeah. no one else wants it now, so they just yeah. right. Basically, you knew you were getting one, one series, and yeah, bought it off CBS cheap because they, you know, they're not going to do anything with it in their archives. Yeah, probably come yeah. come as a package. You know? so, yeah, or yeah. maybe it'll get good ratings on on Disney Plus, and they'll make a new one on it because that'd be great because it was a really good show. Yeah, a really yeah. good show. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> that's entertainment and a rant from me because I had no gaming, so I thought, there you go. That's all right. That's, that's, all right. Minutes, that's 10 minutes of your time you won't get back. <laughs> <laughs> so Apple TV Plus debuts the official trailer of Lincoln's Dilemma. The four-part series will premiere on Friday, February 18. I'm all reports. The official trailer for Lincoln's Dilemma is here. Today, Apple TV Plus debuted the official trailer for Lincoln's Dilemma. The streamer's new four-part documentary series about the late U.S. president. You can watch the new trailer below, or to get ready for the Feb 18 premiere. Discover a side of Abraham Lincoln you've never seen before, inspired by David S. Reynolds' book Abe Abraham Lincoln in His Times. Lincoln's dilemma comes April. Feb 18. The show will be narrated by Jeffrey Wright and will feature voices of Bill Camp as Abraham Lincoln, Leslie O'Dorm Jr. as Frederick Douglass, and it will feature a diverse diverse perspectives on Abraham's Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's complex journey to end slavery. 
based on acclaimed historian David S. Reynolds' award-winning book, Abe Abraham, In His Times, the series features insights from a diverse range of journalists, educators, and Lincoln scholars, as well as rare archival materials that offer a more nuanced look into the man dubbed the Great Emancipator. Set against the background of the Civil War, Lincoln's dilemma also gives voice to the narratives of enslaved people, shaping a more complete view of an American divided of America divided over issues including economy, race, and humanity, and underscoring Lincoln's battle to save the country, no matter the cost. Lincoln's Dilemma will premiere. Uh, there'll be all four episodes of the docuseries will be available to stream on day one. And if you want to enjoy the series in the best quality possible, check out the list of Apple TV deals. The trailer is in the link and there's more there. So, yeah, it's just another show that gives us some history. Now, let's, that was it. Yeah. Fast, efficient, and affordable business grade yeah. hosting solutions, domain registration, SSL certificates, and more. We also monitor and provide website security and update oh. services, website fields, <laughs> Didn't get email that right, hosting, did amongst other sensational <laughs> products. If you have a question about your web page or your presence on the internet in general, no job is too big or too small. Visit our website today, or better yet, contact us at blueoceanwebhosting.com.au and leave your website issues to us yes so we've got to practice getting that part right but anyway <laughs> so yeah um so yeah, some cool. some how-tos now <laughs> yeah zan wow with me sorry The iPhone trick that boosts your AirPods volume instantly. Tom's Guide helps us. Whether you're using the AirPod 3, AirPod Pro, or AirPod Max alongside your iPhone, there's probably been at least one time where you've wished the volume was just a little bit louder. <clears throat> Thankfully, there's a tweak tucked away in iOS settings app that lets you give the audio an instant boost. Perhaps your roommate is vacuuming while you're trying to get your Beyonce on, uh, whatever the reason, it's easy to increase your iPhone's music volume using a hidden trick in the uh, settings app. How to increase your iPhone music volume. One, open the settings app and tap accessibility. Scroll down and tap audio visual. Tap headphone accommodations, then switch the toggle by uh, by to the on position. You'll now see a bunch of options. Tap vocal range and switch the slider underneath to strong. And that's it. Your music and podcast should now be louder. So there's a Habit, as your efficiency effectively yeah. amplifying the vocal part of your audio, the bass output will lower. And this is no help. All you're doing hey. is making the voice louder. 
Yeah. Anyway, that was useless. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, just if you're in a really noisy environment, sometimes you need it to be louder. That's how you get it there. Uh, if you listen anyway. to a podcast, no, no, don't give up. If you listen to in a podcast, then that would probably help. Uh, but if you're listening to a podcast, and you've got it all the way up, and it's just a voice. I don't see how that's going to make it any louder in the first place. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a helpful tip, because if you're listening to music and you turn it up, and then all you're getting is the voice and the bass and the, which is also the rhythm section. You know, well, you're drumming, listening, you're listening to a book. I don't know if you're listening to a book. I don't know if you're listening to a book or you're on an aeroplane listening to something, not music. Yeah, no, yeah. I know, but I'm saying like with a podcast or something like that, you've got it turned up. Even yeah. if you went and did that, it's only dropping out the bass, which for the podcast is not going to be any bass. There's no music or anything like that. So I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you've got all your vocal. I mean, yeah. it might help it a little bit, but not much. And, and with music, it's just going to kill your, your bass and your drums and things like that. So... Yeah. That's all right. How to keep iMessage from filling up your iPhone and iCloud. iMessage can occupy a deceptively large amount of space on your phone. Lifehacker helps us. When you think about freeing up storage space on your iPhone, iMessage may be one of the last things that comes to mind. However, the service tends to take up a deceptively large amount of storage space on your phone and on iCloud because we use it all the time to send photos, videos, and other large attachments. It all adds up over time. You're faced with a tough choice. Delete entire conversations to free up space or manually select thousands of attachments to remove only the most unnecessary files. Or how to quickly free up iMessage storage on your phone. Before we start, we recommend that you update your iPhone to iOS 15, older versions have much slower methods to clear up iMessage storage space, and iOS 15 makes it a lot easier. Update by going to Settings, General, and Software Update. Review how much space iMessage is taking. Go to Settings, General, iPhone Storage, Messages. If you haven't cleared up unnecessary attachments in a long time, you could be staring at more than 10 gig of iMessage attachments. If you're ready to delete entire chats, you can tap top conversations and hit the edit button in the top right you can select all the chats you want to delete and hit the trash icon in the top right of the page this is the fastest way to free up a lot of space but it tends to mess with your iMessage group chats you may have to get yourself invited to those groups again if you use this method for a more focused approach to deleting iMessage attachments go to settings general iPhone storage messages once again, here you can review each type of attachment, photos, videos, GIFs, and stickers, and others one by one. Tap any of these categories and hit the edit button in the top right. Then you can select all the attachments you don't need and hit the trash icon in the top right to free up space. How to reduce iMessage impact on your iCloud storage space iCloud space is also an important part of the conversation. If you find that iMessage is taking up more iCloud space than you can afford, go to Settings, Your Name, iCloud, and Disable Messages. This will remove your text message from your iCloud backups and free up space. However, 
It's also stopped syncing SMS messages across. <coughs> Pardon me, yeah, Apple yeah. devices, to be aware of that. You can also go to settings, you'll know iCloud, manage storage messages, and check how much storage is occupying in iCloud. You can tap top conversations and remove the chats you don't want on iCloud. You can also return to the previous page, tap disable and delete to remove messages from iCloud entirely. There's more with pics in the link. Awesome. Yes. iOS 15.4 lets you unlock your iPhone's face ID even when wearing a mask. Here's yes. how to set it up. This is for those of you who don't have an Apple Watch. Business Insider helps us. With iOS 15.4, you can now unlock your iPhone's face ID even while wearing a mask. To set up face ID with your mask, help to uh, head to the settings app and tap face ID and passcode. You'll need to have iPhone 12 or iPhone 13 model to enable the new face ID option. Face ID is designated, uh, sorry, designed to let you, uh, let you unlock your iPhone quickly and without any fuss. But if you've ever tried to unlock your iPhone while wearing a face mask, you'll know that there's always a bit of a fuss involved. How to set up your face ID with a mask. First, make sure that you've updated your iPhone to iOS 15.4. This is the update that includes new Face ID features. When you turn on your phone after installing the update, it might offer you the chance to set up your new Face ID right away. But if it, if it doesn't, we've got the answers. So, one, open your phone settings app, and how tap Face ID passcode option, You'll have to enter your passcode too. Toggle on the use face ID with mask. Switch then to tap use face ID with mask. Voila. Yep. And then <laughs> hopefully <laughs> you should be able to use face ID with a mask. Yeah, because it's it looks at your eyes a lot more. What I want you to do is email Michael with all your complaints. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one that knows how to fix it. <laughs> anyway, there's more. There's more notes with that. Um, and pictures. So check out our links. Yeah. There's actually the real way to do that. <laughs> that doesn't <include laughs> bombarding Michael with emails and, and things like that. Back to you, Michael. Thank you. Lastly, Apple TV Plus has an ad, a new ad. It's called Everyone But John Ham." You know John Ham? <laughs> I already like this. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really good ad for the platform. John Ham is best known for his role in the period drama television series Mad Men, but he has a comedic background. He does. So click on the link in the show notes or do a search on YouTube. I haven't and seen this bit, guys, so I'll also be looking this up. I'm a huge fan of John Hamm. He is very, very funny. Yep. Uh, he was in a very weird movie 
that also starred uh, Daniel Radcliffe uh, as a mm -hmm. younger him, as a doctor um, in the either late 1800s, early 1900s, who gets addicted to opium and um, yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 dark comedy, but it's still very funny. Um, yeah, you should check that out as well. Anything John Hand does is absolutely fantastic. And like I said, he's a very, very funny man. He's very no, it's good. So, it's, yeah. it's a good ad. I recommend you go and watch it. I don't want to give anything yeah. away. That's why I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm, I'm just telling people after the show. It's it's really good. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so. Thanks to Blue Ocean Web Hosting and IT Help to you for their support. Absolutely. Don't forget the show notes link each week on the show web show upload. The link being AussieMaxzone.com.au forward slash AMZ403. There you'll see the last six weeks of show notes. If you want to email right. us, we can get us that. Michael. Ozan at aussiemaxzone.com.au. Now, however, we pleasure your visual and you know, hearing senses. Uh, yep. Please like us. Yeah, uh, it helps others rating, find us. Yeah. Tell your friends. We're really easy to find. We, if you type in Aussie Max Zone, you will find us. Yeah. Most important, thanks to our supporters, you, our listeners and watchers. And now, over to Zahn for our infamous sign-off. Be safe. We're still getting there. Be nice to people. It's important. Remember, an apple a day keeps the androids away. Bye.